0: Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends, made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. We are live once again with Coffee with Humans, live streamed around the world, a place where strangers become friends. And today, my new friend is Lucas Kaneda. Welcome to Coffee with Humans.
1: Hey, Jason, thank you for inviting me to the show.
0: So I got to know, uh, why did you choose to click the button to have coffee with me?
1: Well, uh, find your show, and uh, I think it's a friendly situation uh, to actually get to know each other and to uh, speak to, to the audience and dive into what uh, each of us does. Uh, I find that very interesting.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm I'm super happy to have you here. Uh, I also am going to go out on a limb here, and su- suggest that w- that we are um, not anywhere near each other in on the globe. Uh, so I'm, I'll, I'll go first. I'm outside Chicago in in uh, in the U.S. Where are you at?
1: I'm currently in Sarlat in France, so that's southwest of France. So it's pretty far away.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it is pretty far away. But this is through the through the uh, miracle of modern technology. Uh, you can find a podcast, a videocast, and then click a button. And then suddenly, you know, we're on this screen. And, and for our viewers and listeners uh, who are just joining us, one of the things about Coffee with Humans is Lucas and I don't know each other at all. Uh, I've, we, we've, we met almost, I would say, a little over 10 minutes ago, did some technical checks, uh, named, named our chat. And, and now it's like we're just sitting down. To get to know one another and the whole world's invited to that and i find it i find that super fascinating and i'm glad that yeah. lucas you're you're here with me today so sure. uh
1: thank you precious all mine
0: uh, well well this is good uh you're um i did find out one fact from you that i gathered when we were talking before the broadcast that you said that you're a professional rugby player yeah that's cool
1: that's cool <laughs> yeah i mean uh, it's, it's always been my dream to become a professional rugby player, uh, I'm from Argentina, but I'm currently living in France. Uh, when I was back home, there were no professional teams back there, so I knew in my mind that if I wanted to fulfill my dream, I had to go somewhere else. Um, that destiny became France when I had the chance, like five, five or six years ago. Uh, since, since I mean, I've always worked hard to get there, so. I didn't hesitate too much, uh, even though I mean it's hard to move from one side of the of the globe to the other but uh, I, mean, I really enjoy what I'm doing and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to um, feel fulfill my dream you know I mean it's what I wanted to be to do, and uh, when it finally comes true, it's a great feeling
0: yeah, for sure I know. Um so I've done a bit of watching of rugby. And I know nothing about I, I know nothing about the rules really because it tend, it almost seems like there are no rules. Um, which can't possibly be true. Of, but but it does th-
1: quite the opposite, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I okay. There's
1: so many. So highly really? yeah. Well so, imagine yourself uh like football. Okay. But without the protection right? and you need to score but instead of uh passing forward you need to pass the ball behind
0: okay all right that's
1: pretty pretty quick connection between those
0: okay so that's so that's the basics of it score pass the ball behind you and uh like hit people but no but without protection it's got to be rough
1: yeah (laughs) Oh I'm telling you, your body can feel it the day after
0: I bet, yeah. so is it is it um is it worth it? does it take it does it take a toll on your body?
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, it's not just um, the sport that I love, but it's also the values that, that they teach you uh, the mentality that I uh, really, really enjoy. I mean, even since I was a kid, people kept talking about rugby being like big family, no matter where you are, And became a reality to me uh, every, in every single experience I had. I mean, whenever you meet someone that's into the rugby world, um, you instantly connect. You, you speak the same language. It's, it's like you're friends already, right? Only because you both follow the same sport, so I like to call that the rugby family okay. globally, and uh, it helps a lot. Um, even when I came to France, uh, different language, different uh, country, different I mean, habits. And uh, thanks to rugby, uh, I think I've managed to adapt myself a lot quicker into, into this new situation. And, uh, it's like, you've always, you always have a group of friends backing you up wherever you are.
0: Yeah. How does the, what's the training process look like, uh, to get into playing professional rugby and then also stay in it? Because I would think you've, you, you have a high level of physical and mental maintenance, probably to, to be able to, to to continue to compete at that level.
1: Yeah. To keep going. Basically, I mean. There's different kind of people. Uh, there's some people that, I mean, they have it a bit easier. I would say because they are either very skillful, or um, physically at a whole new different level. Uh, I don't consider myself uh, one of those. Uh, but I do think that there's lots of hard work. Uh, and I find it very satisfying that you can actually get there if you have your mind uh completely focused on doing it and you do what it takes i mean and then i think that's a very good connection to everything else uh, like business for instance uh in you do need to be able to do what it takes to to succeed uh and i I won't say it's always that like that but um if you if you do everything you have to, to get there, you you will probably uh, have a lot better chance of of doing it. Yeah. Uh, than if you do, if you if you want. It,
0: re- it reminds me of um, a quote, and I don't know, I don't remember who who uh, first first coined this this phrase, but it goes something like the difference between those who do and those who don't are those who do do and those who don't don't. And it's, it's so true because you, you know, I've, the, the world is littered with stories of people who have had dreams, even against all odds, they pushed forward to achieve those dreams. And, and so there, we, we look at them as inspiration and yet also think, well, I, it's, it's probably not me, but there's no reason that it can't be. Other than I think many times we just don't want to put in the amount of effort or work to be able to to achieve that dream. We actually don't want it as we don't want it as much as we think we do. We, we want the idea of it much more than we want the reality of it. And then because we certainly don't want to do the work that it takes to go get that.
1: Yeah, well, if you're not uh, willing to do the work, there's probably because that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, Usually tend to say that you need to be passionate about what you are doing. So that makes everything a lot easier. Because for me, uh, when I went training or when I had to uh, stop eating junk food or uh, stop drinking, I mean, I I don't I haven't uh, had a drink for like what five or six years. Okay, and that was because I knew that. Uh, I needed to do something extra to get there. Uh, that was one I, just a decision. Okay, I need to get there. What am I going to do to get there? Okay, let's try this. Let's try that. And then, I mean, not that I won't don't like to, or that I don't in on my hanging out with my friends. I would die to, to drink beer with them. Uh, but I just don't. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a hard call but it's it's with an objective in mind i mean if you if you really have that in mind whatever it is i don't see why not uh doing it till the end uh, when you when you speak about quotes there's also another one that says something like um uh winners are losers that tried one more time
0: <laughs> that totally i love it it's so it is so true uh and and it go, I goes to the title of this talk, I think, um, because when I asked you before the broadcast, you know, what do you, wanna, what do you want to name this talk? Uh, you, you brought up this idea of being, being a team leader on and off the field. And I like the, I like the pairing of that thought with uh, what you talked about doing one more thing. Like, okay, if I'm, gonna, if I'm going to achieve greatly, I have to do something greatly it can't just be doing something good it's got to do something greatly and and then pairing that also with this idea of consistency that it's not that you're you know clearly you wouldn't be having a drink in the middle of a match and you know leading a team and and playing but that has to carry over into off the field because there's got to be a consistency between the two people you on the field you off the field to be able to perform at a, at a high level over a long period of time on the field. Yeah. And it's not
1: just to perform, I think. It's also because if you are preaching something, you need to be able to stand by, by that yourself, right? I mean, I, I can't be telling people to, uh, you need to make the effort. You need to be taking care of yourself. Uh, and then not doing it myself. I would be ridiculous. I mean, I... It's not who I am, at least. And if I'm telling you this is what you should do, or if I'm um, suggesting that this is what we should try, is probably because I've tried that before myself. Uh, because I know it might work, or they actually live by that, and not just—it's uh, not just blah blah blah. You know, I mean, you need to be able to justify, or at least. If you're a firm believer that that's going to work, at least stand by and carry it on. Yeah. One of the well, things, uh, one of the, because uh, one of the ways I, I I'd like to lead uh, is through example, not just telling people what to do, but actually doing it myself and showing them that it can be done. That that the effect that it can bring.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the principle of having children, right? Is is the children do what you what they see you do, not what they say you do, and and people, you know, adults are really no different. It just it we just don't uh, we just try and you you know think about it differently in our heads, but really we're like, well, this is what the you know the rule says this, but everybody's doing this thing, and the vast majority of people will just go along with whatever the you know what everybody else is doing uh instead of holding themselves to that high standard which if you're going to be the team leader uh then you have to hold yourself to a high standard because there are going to be there are going to be times when um if that's really the standard and really useful you're going to be called ever you're going to call on everybody to move to that standard and if you're not doing it yourself it's certainly it's certainly impossible i think uh to to ask people to to achieve at that level and And I, I know what that's like, uh, it's incongruous is, is the, you know, I think is the word I'm looking for in that. So good, excellent point. So how, how do you translate this? Um, you've got this team leader on and off the field, um, but then you've got something going on in business. And I only know that because, um, you said, you know, if, if we talk about a company and I'm what are you doing in the world of business? If you're in the professional rugby, uh, professional rugby thing, how's, how's this working for you in business?
1: I, it works great, to be honest. Uh, when I first came to France, I was only doing rugby. Uh, eventually, a couple of years back, uh, I thought it was not enough. So I also studied while I was playing. And uh, two years ago, I I still thought it was not uh, what I wanted to do, Uh, at least not just that. So I've also looked for uh, having a job uh, working uh, while I was playing professionally. And uh, that's how I became the team leader at uh, Unicorn Incubator. and I love it. I mean, there's, I believe there's so many connections between sports and the business that it's only adding value to both sides of the coin. Hmm.
0: Okay. Like what?
1: Like, I mean, uh, leading, motivation. Those are things that you learn uh, in sports and in business and that they're crucial for success. Uh, what about uh, team spirit? I mean, Rugby is all about that, and I think most of team sports are in. You know what they say that the chain always gets cut by their weakest. Uh, how you call it? But the, by the weakest. Uh, the weakest link. In, in link. Yeah. So it's all about the team and how the team performs, and a team's game mean 99% of the time, it's either the win, the, the, the team winning, or nobody. I mean, you hardly ever see one guy winning a game uh, on on it on its own. And I do think that uh, when we bring that to business, uh, very important because uh, you can't just do everything by yourself in any business. You need to be. One of the things we always uh, speak about is tell me who is going to solve this problem, not how and why. It's because I don't want to um, try to learn how to solve this problem if there's already someone that can um, help me out and who is a real expert and can do this uh, way better than I do. I have my, my things where I can Uh, perform but it's certainly not everywhere and then why should I be wasting a lot of time into producing something mediocre uh, when there's someone next to me on my same team that can perform perfectly on this subject at half the time I mean I need to be able to identify each uh participants or each team players weaknesses but also their strengths mm-hmm. to leverage on them and to just I don't like the word use but in a yeah using their best attributes into a team that's actually succeeding
0: yeah in rugby um are is since I, again I'm I'm new to the new to the eh, eh. And, and we're not even talking about like really what goes on in rugby, but, you know, I, I can you compare it to football. And I know in football, people have different specializations, right? In rugby, are, are most people utility players um, or do people have specializations?
1: Specialization,
0: Really? Okay.
1: And that's one, one of the things I love about rugby is that anyone can play the sport. You're short, you're tall, you're big, you're small, you're fat, you're quick, you're slow, you have a spot okay i mean there's there's a job for everyone, of course, you need to put the efforts into it and get better at what you do makes sense sure, but i mean no no matter uh how you physically are, you can always get there and that's one of the things that I enjoy a lot, and actually, one of the things that I try to prove wrong to everyone because they kept telling me that I was um, too small to hmm. play professionally. Uh, I'm not too tall, I'm not too big. Well, I'm sorry to prove you wrong, but I'm gonna do everything that, t- 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 whatever it takes to, to get there. And uh, luckily, I mean, I finally did, but yeah.
0: So visually came to my mind uh, when, 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 when you you're speaking about uh, Teams, and is the idea of of uh, rugby games being pretty short and plays being pretty short? You can you can route out in a in a game the uh, the difficult spots, the people the people who didn't who aren't prepared for that game. You can figure out uh, the people who aren't communicating well. You can you can you can see that the challenges in the team in a short period of time, because the game is pretty compressed. Whereas sometimes in business, you might be working on something for months only to find out, you know, that this thing does not isn't coming together and you drill down and you figure out, oh my gosh, you know, we've got a communication problem or a systems problem or something like that. Uh, and so these, these principles of, of teamwork, of communication, of ownership, of specialization. And being able to pass, you know, quote, unquote, pass, pass the ball or communicate well. uh, Sometimes it's harder to find out what's going on in the complexity and length of time, I think, in business rather than being able to see it within a play or a game in rugby, even though the principles are the same. What's your what's your understanding of that, having been in both business and in rugby?
1: Well, uh, one of the things that, that happens on sports is that your the time you have to react or to act, it becomes shorter and shorter every single time. Uh, what happened, I mean, when, when you go up in the levels uh, in sports, you have less time to, take, to make a decision, right? And I think that actually helps when you go into the business world because... Uh, you are accustomed to um, identifying what's in front of you much uh, faster because mm. you I mean, you are obliged because of what you've experienced at, at, at rugby in this case, but in sports in general. And uh, I, I think that's a very good value that you bring into business because you're able to identify a lot quicker what's going on. And... Uh, instead of just focusing on problems actually finding solutions because at the end of the day that's what we need we need um people that uh solve problems not just create a new one uh that's why we are in business that's that's our objective it's actually to fix something that's not working and to keep increasing keep going further keep getting uh, into the next level. I think that connection is pretty interesting and how, uh, you can actually, uh, take things from sports into business and try to, uh, use them. Um, yeah. when, you, when you say, when you speak about communication, I mean, uh, at least in rugby, uh, it's crucial for success, I mean, when. Someone's not communicating properly. I mean, there's always a gap, always a hole. Uh, that happens in business, too. Uh, one of the things we we always say is that uh, be 100% honest. I don't care if you tell me to my face that I suck. I mean, but do so, please, because I need that feedback to uh, adjust, to fix the problem. Because if I don't have that information, uh, impossible to do it as long as it's constructive, uh, I don't feel offended.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you on this idea that the, the communication simply has to f- happen faster because you have a compressed time frame. You have a, you have a, you know, you're passing the ball moving within a matter of seconds from one place to the next. And, uh, you have, you want to be successful in that. And so you, you, re- you program your mind, I believe to communicate faster, to make quick decisions, uh, instead of take, have, instead of having the, uh, and I don't know, it's the luxury, but I'm going to say luxury, this luxury of being able to give, you know, consideration. Um, but Jeff Bezos, uh, founder of Amazon that had a very interesting quote that, or something about making decisions. And it went something like this, that once you have, uh, and I don't know if it was 70% or 80% of the information, Once you have something like 80% of the information to make a decision, just make the decision because it's going to take you so long to figure out the rest of the 20%, you're going to lose all the benefit of making that decision quickly. You can always, and this is, I mean, this is a principle in life and in business. Most decisions you make are not irrevocable. You could take, you could take the decision back at some point in time. If you decided not to like, I mean, you, let's say, let's say your dream was, you know, to go, play, to go play professional rugby and you traveled across the, the world to go do it. Let's say you got there and you're like, oh, well, that was better on TV. I'm not doing 100%. this anymore. It, it was, you, mean, you, could, you could just the next day say, I'm out. And, and many people, I think people who um, live with more regret in their lives, I'll go, I'll, put, I'll paint a big brush on that one, but people who live with more regret in their lives of, for not doing the things they wanted to do would look at that and go, well, I, it's going to take so much effort to travel across the ocean. I, you know, I've got to put so much work into this. And what if I don't like it? The answer to what if you don't like it is just don't do it. And I think, I think that people get sometimes stuck in making a decision. And I use it, I'll use myself just as, you know, I'll throw myself in the ring. Like sometimes I've overthought decisions, just sitting there around and around and around and around, believing I'm going to come to a better conclusion. When in fact, any decision would have been better than delaying, you know, for weeks or months or years on end, just make a decision. You can most of the time take the decision back, but you will have learned something in the process rather than just continuing to look at your own decision.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing because if you don't, if you don't do, you'll never learn, uh, that learning process, it's so important to not make the same mistake again in the near future uh, so you need to actually do uh, I they speak about that in uh, comfort zones and the only way to get outside of your comfort zone is actually setting yourself outside of that box right and uh, if you don't do it you'll always stay at that place where you feel comfortable and that you don't learn anymore that you're uh, I mean I don't think, uh, at least in my opinion, because I'm very competitive. I mean, that never worked for me because I think that comes from sports too, because I hate losing. Uh, uh, Even if we play a simple card game between you and me, and if I lose, I'm going to be pissed off. I mean, it don't matter. I mean, it's nothing against you, but. I just hate losing, and I think that yeah. takes you further. Cause...
0: I, I think so too. I I, I would guess, just having watched a lot of rugby, um, I would guess that the mentality of really wanting to win is important because that the the energy required to stay in the game and to fight for fight for the win that hard can't just be man. It can't be manufactured. You know, just. Uh, no, just no like way. with everything else it's got to be it's got to come from some place in your gut to say we are going to destroy you know yeah. and 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 win
1: yeah and just don't let yourself lose even if you do lose cuz nobody w- wins every single time but in do as much as you can to to win if you lose okay at least you did as much as you could
0: yeah. Which is, yeah, you know, that's, you, you, you brought up an interesting phrase there. Don't let yourself lose. And I wonder, I wonder if there, I mean, in, 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 in a team sport like rugby, where there's a score on the wall, um, it's pretty clear who, you know, won, won or lost the game. However, in business and in life, it's not so it's not so clear because nobody like how do you measure how do you measure the win and i think that i think that there's a principle in this idea of if if you followed the if you followed all of the principles and then at the end of the day it still didn't you know work out you still didn't get that notch on the wall you're still you still didn't lose um because because you did what you could and you continue to fight another day, and that's sometimes worth everything. Uh, particularly, you know, in in the land of in the land of startups. I mean, you're working at a at, with an incubator. Um, the the thing, thing is, in incubators, like do you have to twist sometimes even the whole business model of a of a company 100%. because you get into it. You're like, this isn't working at all. That's not. You're still winning. You're still. You're not. You're just not. Loo- you're you're not losing because you know the mark that you thought was going to work didn't work and you move it
1: yeah even when you close up a startup i mean you're not losing you just you you need to see full glass not just the empty part of the glass right um i mean you could be losing much more because you're being stubborn and you want to keep going what one of the things that you said uh for me it's very interesting cuz um the good thing about life, about business is that we can all win at the same time. We don't need to be defeating each other to win. and that's something that, in my opinion, it's very powerful because winning, it's whatever you feel uh, whatever you set up as your own objectives, and it doesn't need to be uh, being better than someone else, it needs to be fulfilling for yourself. For your family, for your uh, surroundings. And uh same as a business. I mean, businesses have different objectives, and you can uh we can all win at the same time, at the same place, as long as we fulfill those objectives, fulfill our dreams. Uh, that's something, I mean, very powerful.
0: Yeah. That's I think it's I think the the principle of the uh uh the that that as long as we're, if we follow the principles of what, what makes us a team and we did what we could in that moment, uh, then, then we are, we, we did, you know, quote unquote win, because like you say, there are no winners and losers. Uh, and if we get into that mindset, uh, it's a dangerous place to be, I think, where we get into this idea of there's a winners and losers mindset in life or in business, because we have a tendency, like. I'll go back. I have this I have this vision in my head of when we used to my family and I, my actually my um my we had season tickets to a basketball team when I was growing up. And my dad would take us down there. <laughs> and I I would get so, so angry I think it was anger. I don't even know what it was. So the, I could I would get angry or something and just like yell at the top of my lungs, you know, and yell at the refs and yell at the teams. And then as we go, as we left the, the, the basketball, um, the basketball game, we get in the car. Right. And, and it seemed like at that point in time, now we're race car drivers because they were so amped up. And now we, now we're going to take out people on the road too, on the way home. And, and there's an energy in that, which I, I, I can still feel it in me sometimes where it's just like, I want to take them out and and there's no reason for it. There's, 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 There's zero reason to do that on the road. There's no, not necessarily a reason to do it in business. There's certainly no reason to do it in life. And, and yet the, the energy to the, the where that comes from when directed helps you achieve great things because it'll help you, you know, back to one of the first things you're talking about, it helps you go one step further than, than you would have because that energy came in from inside you and and whereas it used to be directed at another team, you simply directed at the issue. And now all of a sudden you can ac- you can push past, you can accomplish, you can grow in ways that other people can't because they refuse to muster that energy.
1: And that energy is so powerful. I mean, that energy is the one that is driving us. I mean, uh, you need to have that energy in whatever you do, that passion, uh, call it whatever you want, but that's what drives you that's what drives teams. That what drives businesses. Uh, take the next step.
0: Yeah. So in your in your uh, business life, moving um, moving to the business life stuff, you're part of an incubator, and you uh, and I had asked you, you know, at any point in time you want to put a link on the screen uh, to for people to follow up with you. You said challengerx.io. Um, which I, again, because for our viewers and listeners joining us, um, I don't, I, you know, Lucas and I just met, um, yeah. a half hour ago and we're just, we're just learning about each other and you're just having to be invited to the conversation, which is the cool thing about coffee with humans. It's, uh, people just meeting and having a coffee chat, but what is challenger X.io about?
1: Well, it's, uh, one of our startups, uh, we funded it two weeks ago. We are actually uh, trying to beat all records in terms of going public. Um, So we are going to be listed in the Acquis Exchange in London uh, and also in Germany. Uh, And the idea is to be listed by the 15th of July, approximately. That means eight weeks since the funding to the listing, which is pretty uh, quick, I would say, (laughs) to say the least. And the idea of the company is to um, provide every club, uh, no matter what sport they are doing, no matter w- what which country they, they are in, uh, a service that we're bringing to them uh, to become a, a very strong club. So we are taking, we, we'd like to say that we are taking Davids into Goliaths. Because we would like to take the small teams around to become the big ones. And uh we've actually done it ourselves already, uh like our business model. Um we took Sala Rugby, that this is our local rugby club, which you can see right behind me. Mm-hmm. Um we took it when roughly a year ago, uh 14 months ago, and there was I would say Nothing or almost nothing that was going on. So we we took the branding, we took the, the image. Uh, we actually created a logo that's uh, much more interesting, that people can actually connect to the brand. To the not just not just creating a club, but we are actually um, creating a brand that people can actually connect and feel identified with. And then we started going up the route into a exponent, an exponential curve um into merchandise for instance so we had um almost no products now we are in a position to uh that we have currently more than 20 different products that you can buy from at least 20 different places physical physical places around town uh that are selling our own products um we built an uh a website that looks like any other professional club uh, when, in fact, we, we are just uh, a small club in fifth division in France. Um, but we've built it out so that you can see no difference between a professional club and an amateur club. Um, and that's what we are bringing into Challenger X. Okay. Also, we've um, identified uh, problems with the sponsoring. So people were not actually offering uh, anything in return. They were just asking for money from the, their sponsors. At the end of the day, I feel that's more like a donation instead of uh, an actual sponsoring. Uh, so what we are doing is, for instance, we've signed up with 62 TV broadcast and streaming stations all around the world that are going to be publishing our content. Uh, they are going to be showing our games live. And uh, we are bringing that to the world uh, through solar Rugby. Uh, and that's something we can offer to our sponsors. I mean, be in front of this audience, uh, in this sector, uh, in this niche, and that's something you can sell. Um, I mean, there's lots of things, but uh, what what I like to call the cherry on the top is uh, tokenization. So we are in a position today to mint a token for any company that would like to, in ten to fifteen minutes, so we already minted sarna as a token for our club, and um, we have not promoted yet, but uh soon to be uh it's a it's a social token uh, that means it's not uh, it differs from a security token um, so it, the good thing about it is that there's actual utility in the token itself. Uh, So I don't know, but you can, if you're a big fan of uh, your favorite player and you want to have a meeting with him uh, through the tokens, uh, we can set up a system to to have a call, a half an hour call with him, for instance. Uh, Or if you'd like to buy a jersey with a token, you can do it. If you want to support your team uh, on social media, uh, you can share a post and earn a token. Um, in fact, speaking about social media, um, nine months ago, we had roughly 1,500 followers, and today we are over 130K. Wow. So, those are the, the things that we are also bringing into Challenger X that we are uh, showing other clubs that it can be done uh, and helping them achieve that goal uh, through the company. And, in fact, without um reaching out to clubs, uh the clubs are actually coming to us asking us how did you guys achieve what you did? Uh how can we be a part of uh that's very interesting because listen here is Challenger X uh to help you out to support you all the way. And the good one of the things I like the most is that we are not charging uh Incredible fees for the service, which we're, we're, we're in a commission basis. So, whatever added value that we bring to the table, we get a commission. Okay. And that's, that's re engaging for the clubs because they got pretty much nothing to lose. Uh, and in my opinion, it also engages ourselves into performing in what we are doing and actually bringing added value to that club. And helping them succeed because if they do, uh, we do we do too. And that comes again to what I said before: we can all win in the same world, right? I mean, in business world, we can all win at the same time. We don't need to beat each other to be winning.
0: Yeah. So um, you talked about tokens. So I'm a te- I'm a techie, uh, and so right. when you say tokens, I know a little bit about a lot, of, a handful of different types of tokens. For our viewers and listeners who don't know what you're talking about, break down this idea of a token and why that has utility and how people interact with tokens uh, in in the scheme of ChallengeRex.
1: Well, if you're an expert, you can help me out. But uh, in a nutshell, the utility is ourselves that are we are creating that utility. A token by itself, uh, it's got, I mean, it's, Got value, maybe yes, but the, what brings the value to a token? It's actually what you can do with it.
0: Sure. So, so let's say, so let's say uh, your 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 club. You said you minted a token for yourself. Um, yeah. How how do what? How do I, as an individual, get value out of that token? Do I buy it?
1: It's two different ways. You can okay. always buy it through a fiat currency or Ethereum because the token is linked to Ethereum. Okay. And also the the other part, which is what I call the utility, is that you can actually earn tokens by certain actions that you do to support your club.
0: Okay. So, so, instance- it's, a, so it's a digital currency. Yes. Uh, and so if I were to buy buy your your token i'm basically yeah. investing in that team um similarly to how i might show up to your you know to, to a game or something like that where the game yeah. is a transient thing where i pay my i pay my money and then it goes away uh if i buy your token i'm i'm an, i'm i'm buying the value of that team um or contributing to the value of that team i believe in your team and i put, give my money to say so Or I take actions to say so, such as, you know, sharing posts or taking some, some sort of action, which might build, which demonstrates then that I, that I value that team. And then the, the price of that token should go up based on supply and demand uh, for that, for that team's token. Right. And then if I, and then this idea, I think when you said you can earn certain things, is it the number of tokens? You know, the number of tokens you have or the value of the tokens, which might earn something like I might get free swag or something like that if I've if I've invested enough or done enough.
1: Uh, I'd like to make a a quick um, note there because there's a difference between the security tokens and utility and the social tokens. So this token is a social token. It's you are not owning a piece of the team. Just right. to, to tell our audience, I mean, the difference between that. Uh, but what you said, it's very interesting because the beauty about tokens is that we can literally do whatever we want. So, for instance, you, your dream is to um, make the kickoff of the first uh, game. Okay, I can set up uh, what is called uh, a contract on the blockchain that allows us to do a raffle for the people that own at least a certain quantity of tokens, a raffle between those people to earn uh, the possibility to be uh, elected uh, to make the kickoff of the first game. Or I would love to live the experience of a changing room before a game. <clears throat> sorry, so <clears throat> So imagine you would like to be at our changing room before a game, listen to uh our motivational speech, okay, you can be a part of if you have x amount of tokens in your wallet.
0: yeah, it's we a proxy aware... for it's a proxy for the uh, for owning the team, but it, it's a basically a measurement or a supply and demand, or people are using it in terms of, so uh, I should say the, the social construct of tokens is that it's a supply and demand based system for interest. It's basically a measurement of interest, either be a money or certain actions, because, you know, people give away tokens as well for taking actions. And, yeah. uh, and that digital currency then rises or falls based on the number of people and the quantity of tokens minted and the actions taken uh and so a popular team the uh to make the kickoff of a of a super popular team because there's a lot of people who want those tokens it might be more expensive to get to get those tokens uh whereas a team that's just starting off and just gaining some traction uh the price of those tokens might be very low and so if you believe you know let's say you really believe in the long-term future of that team uh, you can buy that token using your money. Uh, now that that money's held in that digital currency, or the value's translated into that digital currency. Ideally, the the price of that team goes up. That to the, to- the tokens, the team's token rather goes up because more people become interested in it. More people are taking action uh, rather than um, rather than you know. Uh, the team giving out shares of the company which just is not necessarily reasonable um and and it's global it's globally accessible as well so true a um i think it's it's actually the few fu- uh i i it's the future this idea of social um social monetization yeah. being able exactly. to being able to um have buy tokens or invest in what you believe the long-term value of an individual or a group is, there's a huge future in that, which is just starting to be unlocked. And I, and I, um, it is the next big wave that most people don't see coming. And I, so I think it's, I think, I think one of the coolest things I, that I've, you know, I'm seeing in here is you take, you take a sport played on a field with a bunch of guys who don't mind getting beat up for a little bit um and to win a game uh and then he translated that into a how do we support these smaller teams and then moved it all the way over into how do we use the newest technology to yeah. democratize the ability for people to support the smallest teams to so that people can go out and uh and be, you know, beat each other up on the field for a bit. Yeah. I, you've, you've crossed a lot of boundaries there to be able <laughs> to and, and We know. Yeah. So wh- tell me about the team that makes this up because it's not just rugby players. It can't be. Who, who's on the team and why did the tech, how did the tech world get joined up with the sports world?
1: Well, we, we, we are a team here that's consisted of 55 uh, to 60 people from 27 different nationalities, and uh, we do work also with people from abroad, like uh, we people that help us out to do specific parts. Uh, we have good partners. We've been into the digital marketing business for, our funder has been uh, that business for 28 different, for 28 years already. So I mean, uh, that's how uh, this came to mind too. And, uh, Yes, we, we do have the right partners. Uh, we, we have an, an internal team in, inside the house of 60 people. We have at least 10 more people coming up uh, pretty soon. Uh, there's more rugby players that you think of because uh, we love the spirit. We love the, what they bring to, to the business side. As we discussed before, we, we think the added value is huge. And also because if you make them part of the project, like they are, both on and off the field, that makes the whole difference. Because they are actually being a part of what they are building together, on and off the pitch. So we do have very high objectives um, sports-wise. But also, off the pitch, we do have this uh, exciting business that we're uh, funding right now um which we believe has a lot to bring and the main reason why we are confident about it is because uh it actually brings solutions to almost every club's uh problems yeah and that's how we'd like to think uh Bringing solutions,
0: yeah, for sure. We're
1: here to create a new problem.
0: I think I think it's great. You know, we my my kids uh, swam uh, for a long time, and you know, the, there's there's just so many ways the swimming team can go get money. One is to run concessions, and uh, you know, so you get concession sales and people buying all sorts of stuff, and and I think if we add up the amount of volunteer hours and the money obtained from concessions. You should have just asked people to bring a 20 to the game, uh, you know, or to the, to the, to the team. And, and we would have been further ahead uh, with a whole lot less work, but there is that idea of it, but people like to volunteer. People want to give, people want to invest. And if you can give them a direction to invest in the thing that they love, even though they're not participating on the field, right. Or in the pool or on the, on the court. If you give them a method to invest that your, 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 your community, either locally or even globally, will take that opportunity to invest. And I think there's something magical, uh, afoot. It's, it's a new thing, this idea of being able to invest Um, in social tokens.
1: And coming back to that, imagine, uh, you being in a position where you can actually give a token to the volunteers.
0: Right. Huge.
1: That's amazing. Huge. I mean, actually, a good way to thank them for all their work, for all what they've done, because, I mean, most of the clubs wouldn't be alive without the volunteers. We all know that. Uh, And we usually don't do enough for them. Uh, This is one, one possibility. And I think it will take us and uh, every club to a whole different level.
0: Whole different level. I mean, the, you know, the, the typical method of thanking a volunteer by giving him a free sandwich or something, uh, or, or a free beer that that's, it's like, that's neat, but to be able to own, to, to be able to own a part in that social token, uh, and then, and then say, Hey, here's here's an investment in our future success. And if you want to turn around and sell it tomorrow, you can. Um, take your earnings and go. But if you want to hold this thing and and be part of the investment in this team, just like the rest of us are, um, own that, own it for own it for the next twenty years if you want to, and then you can cash out all your winnings because you were there when we uh, when we were at this place. I think it's fantastic, yeah. and I'm um super excited to see where you go with that. Well, we're, we're button up again the end at the end of our time we have we have traveled. Uh we've traveled in a lot of different directions going from rugby all the way into social tokens and the tech world fascinating that's conversation that's,
1: that's the beauty about coffee with humans right
0: <laughs> It is it really is I I I think it's great Now now for our viewers and listeners uh I met Lucas uh now 1 hour ago uh and uh before we went live we did a couple tech checks and we named our chat and you have been a part globally of getting to know Lucas just as I have, and him getting to know me, and uh, that's coffee with humans. It is live, candid talk show conversations between strangers who become friends, all in an effort to make the world a better place. And I think that we did that here today, Lucas. Uh, as we close out, are there any any last words, uh, any kind of button you want to put on at the end of this uh, as we as we close out?
1: Uh, not really. I would just say. Uh, it's a bit cliche, but maybe um, follow your dreams. I mean, I, I know it sounds, I mean, obvious, but uh, don't be afraid of uh, pushing forward to get there. Because uh, uh, it's it's about the adventure. I think that's one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing. It's the adventure, is the challenge, is the the journey, and uh, I think that's something I. Uh, I would hate myself if I would lose uh, the opportunity to be a part of this. And that's why I try to to tell people that are joining us. Uh, Probably uh, none of us has lived through something as big as this before. Uh, So be a part of
0: it. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining me on Coffee with Humans. Uh, and, And to our viewers and listeners, catch us next time. Subscribe on YouTube and share it around. Uh, we we stream or I stream every couple of days uh, right now, uh, so it's hard hard to miss us uh, if you're looking. So, thanks for joining me, Lucas.
1: Thanks, Jason. It was a pleasure.
0: One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have, meeting new people, just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember. The only rule is no sales calls.